This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. Senior service programs around the state are dedicated to helping the state's aging population get the food and companionship they need. If other things have to, you know, the administrative stuff has to fall by the wayside so that we can go out and deliver the meals, we're going to make sure they get a meal, whatever it takes. That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. When Governor Jim Justice signed House Bill 4479 last March, he established the Coalfield Communities Grant Facilitation Commission. The state is obliged to match local grants and help apply for and administer grants. Government reporter Randy Yowie has followed this story from the very beginning. He spent time recently in Madison, the Boone County seat, where they are looking forward to this commission's help. Deanna Howell says when she opened her Southern Pineapple Boutique on Madison's Main Street, complete with a tin ceiling from the old Boone County Lumber Company, she knew she wouldn't make a fortune. She says she set up shop here to give hope to what many see as hopeless. Main Street to me when I was small was so much fun. There were stores up and down the street, places to go to shop. You always saw your friends and families next door to where we are now. Used to be a department store, Ellis's department store. It was fantastic. It was two-sided. They had a shoe department. Madison Mayor Buddy Hudson applauds Howell's pineapple persistence. His concern, it's just too little for too many big challenges on his revitalization list. The top of my list would be some new storefronts on the Main Street of Madison so we could bring in new businesses and then in turn would bring in tourism. We don't have the funds to take care of those uh, dilapidated buildings that's on Main Street. We don't have any infrastructure in place to get new uh, businesses on our Main Street area. So we're in in need of financial because of this coal severance tax in the city of Madison has been gone for the last four or five years. Revitalizing Madison's Main Street is why the Coalfield Communities Grant Facilitation Commission was created. The downtown Coal Heritage Museum's potential and needs align word for word with the commission's mission. Beyond upgrading basic infrastructure, water, sewer, broadband, the commission is charged with entertaining proposals to preserve or enhance buildings of local historic interest. Museum co-founder Larry Lodato says, what once was their $25,000 annual share in coal severance tax funds has dwindled to 2500 If we don't get another penny, we, we, we've got enough money to survive another year here. Our mission statement says it's, the museum is alive to preserve the past for future generations. And we have uh, so much memorabilia in this museum, it's unreal. We got a lot of good things that date back to the 1800s. We've got the Battle of Blair Mountains uh, uh, memorabilia. We've got uh, memorabilia from everywhere just about. And the people that bring the bring their uh, treasures in, they wanna make sure that, that we're covered by insurance. Locals like Lodato enjoy home-cooked lunches at the West Madison Grocery. Locals like former Boone County Sheriff and Delegate Rodney Miller, who knows the challenges involved in finding matching funds for federal and private grants. If you don't have uh, the basic money to operate on, how do you have that extra 10 to 20 percent to match up? Uh, which I mean, it's just simple math. If you don't, if you don't have the money up front to match for those grant applications, it's not going to fly. 
and, and it's nothing extraordinary. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a common sense approach. Grocery owner Tony Young would like to expand his business and put some cabins up on the nearby land he owns for the Coalfield ATV trail riders desperate for lodgings. We've got sewer and water problems, we've got drainage problems, we've got uh, buildings that are abandoned that need to be fixed and, and people just don't have the money to do that. It's not just providing the matching funds for these revitalization grants. This commission is charged with providing expert training in applying for and administering the grants. And those are big jobs for small communities. Mayor Hudson says Madison EMS Director Steve Bias pulls double duty to write city grant proposals. He writes our grants for simple things, like I said, they're not simple, but sidewalks and infrastructure drains around our town, but he's a one-man show. He's the only one right now that knows how to write a grant that's on uh, our team. Bias says grant writing help will be invaluable to Caulfield community governments like Madison. Tough. And I've been turned down for a lot of grants, but towns need help. I'm one person, I do several jobs, and there's just not enough time in the day for me to sit down and put the time into a grant that I need to. We have a swimming pool that has been vacant for years, and we wanted to turn it into a recreation area, but we just can't do it because we don't have the match to meet uh, the, the monies or the grants that are out there. Eighty percent of our storefronts now set vacant. Used to be this was a thriving town, but when you come into Madison, the first thing you see is a burnt building on the right, dilapidated buildings on the left. Grocer Tony Young feels the pulse of this community firsthand. You have the rivers, the streams, the hunting, fishing, kayaking. Uh, you can do all of that here, the Hatfield and McCoy trails. If we got the infrastructure to fix the problems that we have and, and revitalize the buildings that are here, help small guys like myself expand and grow their business bigger, it would bring people here. We've got a huge coal heritage or, or history here, and people want to come see it, but there's nothing to go with it. You, we need to, to make the town better. Madison's mayor was not familiar with the Coalfield Communities Grant Facilitation Commission before our visit here. Now he has a clear understanding and a simple request. I would just like to ask the governor to please do what you promised, because the city of Madison needs your help. Randy OE prepared that package for the legislature today. Visit our website, wvpublic.org, to hear the rest of the program. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 751. Windy today with a mix of rain, snow, and sleet. High temperatures in the 30s, 40s, and low 50s. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a slight chance of rain or snow. Lows in the 20s and 30s. Breezy tomorrow with a chance of rain and snow. Highs in the 30s and low 40s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Taurus Save a Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at TaurusSaveAlaw.com. By Dutch Miller Subaru in Charleston. Dutch Miller Automotive is proud to be dedicated to multiple community service initiatives and local charities. More about our team and the Subaru Love Promise at DutchMillerSubaru.com.
Many West Virginians have found themselves caring for an aging parent. News director Eric Douglas found himself in that position with his mom, and he didn't know where to turn for help. So he got to work and is bringing what he found to our broadcast. This is the fourth story in his series of interviews called Getting Into Their Reality, Caring for Aging Parents. He spoke with Vicki Foster, the CEO of Kanawha Valley Senior Services. I'm sure I'm not the only person in this situation, trying to figure this stuff out, trying to care for an aging parent. So that's what led me to you. Uh, and I, I know you're Canal Valley, you, you cover this region, but I assume most of what you do is available throughout the state. And Yes, there are senior service agencies in every county in West Virginia. Okay. Tell me what, what's the big picture? Tell me all the stuff you do. The biggest thing for us is our nutrition program. Um, we deliver um, home delivered, you know, home. we take home delivered meals um, to people who are homebound, um, can't cook for themselves. And we do about um, 600 of those a day. Wow. And that's just, you know, the home delivered part. Then we also have um, nine centers across Kanawha County where we do congregate meals where people can come and sit down and, you know, socialize with other seniors and eat a nutritious meal. Um, they also, um, COVID brought what is known as grab-and-go meals where they can come and pick up a meal and take it and leave. What, what else do you do? We also have in-home services. Okay. Um, so those range from, we have, you know, like VA, um, med waiver. We have a, what's called the Lighthouse Program. And basically we have caregivers that go into the home and they'll provide lighthouse keeping duties. Um, sometimes they cook, a, you know, a small meal. Um, they do bathing. Uh, it just depends. We develop a plan of care for each client based on what their individualized needs are. So I know I know there are private pay services, but are your your services are free, reduced cost? How does that work? Um, most of the, our services, like our nutrition program, is totally free. Um, you know, dona- donations are accepted but not required. Um, the other programs, like the Lighthouse program, is what's called a sliding scale fee. Um, based on, you know, someone's ability to pay. Uh, yeah, so tell me a little bit more about that. How does one, somebody get signed up for that or get involved in that? They just call our office and they um, would get, you know, our receptionist and explain what they were looking for. And she would connect them to one of our, we have two registered nurses on staff. And they um, will do an assessment of the of the client and what their needs are and then best determine how we can help them, what program they fit under, and then, um, you know, connect them with one of our caregivers um, and get that going. Most of the senior service centers all offer the same services. Some, you know, may offer one but not another, but for the most part, they all offer the same services. What's what's the scale? How many people you said you feed or do six hundred meals a day of home delivery? How many how many people are we talking about in in your program? For the month of October, we um, all of meals considered all across the county. It was almost fifteen thousand meals wow. that we did for the month of October. Um, pandemic, 
everybody was separated. How how did you cope with that? What how was the, what was that challenge like for you? It changed everything for senior centers in general. You know. Um, because we used to have a lot of people that would come in and sit down, and it was like a group of friends. Right. And now we still have a lot of people that are still afraid. And so the number of people that come in and stay has dropped, um, especially for um, the, sen- the senior center here in Charleston. Now some of the outlying areas, um, you know, they've come back. They're now back, and they're full swing um, you know, but for us here in Charleston, the number of people that stay have decreased. And it's worrisome because, you know, it's a socialization for these people. A lot of these people, their children move, uh, moved out of state. They don't have any family. And their family is the people at the senior center. Right. But what do you need to, to keep moving? More money, more volunteers. You know, we were just working this morning on, you know, a certain delivery route where um, we had someone um, got hurt not at work, um, but on the weekend. And so, you know, we've been struggling to cover that route and keep it going because, you know, we're a nonprofit. And so we operate with the lean staff. And um, when one person goes down, you know, you're you're really racing around trying to figure out. And we lost most of our volunteers when COVID hit. If a route doesn't get covered, that means senior citizens are not getting food. They're not getting, that's a home cooked or a a warm cooked meal that they're going to miss out on. Yes, if we couldn't get somebody to do it, but if it's if it takes myself right. or somebody else, we're going to make sure that they get those meals. And if other things have to, you know, the administrative stuff has to fall by the wayside so that we can go out and deliver the meals. We're going to make sure they get a meal, whatever it takes. That was Vicki Foster, the CEO of Kanawha Valley Senior Services, speaking with Eric Douglas. To hear the other stories in this series, getting into their reality, caring for aging parents, visit our website, wvpublic.org. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, Randy Yowie, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director, and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.